Save the date. Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming Feb 24, 25, and 26 in Yerington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. Make your hotel reservations soon. Yerington Inn, Main Street Inn, Comper Inn. The 2022 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, Feb 24, 25, and 26 in Yerington, Nevada. Register at NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. Feb 24, 25, and 26, NevadaStateBeekeepers.org. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here. Glad to be with you on a nice wintry day here in northern Nevada. The snow is flying. The wind is blowing. The Christmas cards and Christmas gifts are moving around cyberspace. And on the delivery systems, there's a lot of action going on all across the country, around the world for the Christmas holiday season. And the home buying season continues to roll, unlike many years prior, when things would pretty well slow down as we get to the holidays, cold weather, people deciding just to wait to shop around for their homes in the springtime of the coming year. It's not like that today. Home prices have gone up so fast in the last couple of years and all of the processes that go with it are changing as well. Today, we have a mortgage expert with us in the studio. Brian Cushing will be joining us from Guild Mortgage later on the show. We're going to be talking about a very important word that isn't really too commonly used today. That word is called conforming. How many times do you use that in your day-to-day conversations with people? Conforming, or even the word conform. Many people that are listening to the program might not even really know what that means. Check it out on your dictionary. We're going to come back with Brian Cushing talking about how conforming impacts the mortgage loan business. We'll also look at the stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. And later on the show, Sherry Hill will be joining us to give us an update on the market outlook as we wrap up 21 and turn into a new year, 2022. That and more after this. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. If you love teaching and want to make a difference in the lives of our young children, become a teacher at Community Services Agency Head Start or Early Head Start program. Hi, my name is Elizabeth Aranda and I work for CSA Head Start for the last 20 years. There's always room to grow at CSA Head Start, and we can wait to see you here to come and apply. Call us at 775-786-6023 and visit us at csareno.org. You're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. In addition to talking about real estate in December, I'd like to talk about honeybees and the National 
attendance that we get at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Beekeepers and beekeeper lovers from all across the country, the world, come to the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference and I'd like you to join us as well. It happens Feb 24, 25, 26 in Yarrington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County, one of the best honey producing areas in the world is right close to Reno, Nevada. It's Yarrington, Nevada. Please join us there and watch out for all of the information about the activities. You've got to get your hotel reservations pretty quick, though, because there's a big run on the hotel rooms during the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Check out all the information and the room hotel availability at the website, nevadastatebeekeepers.org. And tell them Peter sent you with me in the studio today, Brian Cushing. Brian is a senior mortgage loan officer at Guild Mortgage, part of the Cushing team. Brian, welcome back to our show. Thank you for having me. You have been uh, busy not just shopping for your Santa Claus duties, but you've been busy in the mortgage world even in December. You heard me talking about it early in the show. I recall a time when somebody told me December's going to be relatively slow, good time to catch up, good time to plan for the next year. It doesn't seem like it's like that these last couple of years, does it? No, that's why I had to start in October planning for next year. <laughs> yeah, you've already got that done. <laughs> I got to stay ahead of the game. Brian, one of the new developments in the mortgage world was something that I got a hold of earlier this week, and it was a discussion about the conforming loan limits that are now in place when it comes time to do a mortgage with a mortgage lender. First of all, let our listeners know what the word conforming has to do with mortgage loans. Sure. Well, it, it conforming means it, it meets the requirements to be able to f sell the loan on the secondary market to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Okay. So we're conforming to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's guidelines because when we look at dictionary.com, it says to act in accordance or in harmony, to comply the standards, the attitudes, the practices. Um, that's exactly what we're doing when we're talking about conforming loan amounts. Fannie yeah. and Freddie. Fannie and Freddie. So they, they make up those rules. We just try to follow them. Mm -hmm. So they uh, they actually had uh, notified most of the industry that this this was going to be like they, they wanted it to be out as early as possible. Uh, every year we get new conforming loan limits uh, and they take effect January 1st. We mm -hmm. usually find out about them around Thanksgiving, uh, 1st of December. Uh, but we had heard that it was going to be close to 650000 back in October. So a lot of companies were able to start offering loans up to 625, so we knew it was going to be at least that high, and it uh, didn't disappoint. 647,200 dollars for a single family residence. That's uh, it's a lot of money to be able to borrow uh, and still you know fall in the non jumbo guidelines. Just makes life a little bit easier to qualify. When uh, I was a mortgage lender myself many years ago, when I started in 2004. The uh, mortgage loan limits were quite a bit lower. People were talking uh, about buying homes in those days as in the $100,000, $300,000. And although I don't have the exact number, Brian, I think the conforming loan limits in 2004 were somewhere around $343,000. You know, Plenty of room if you were looking for a, a median home price in northern Nevada. But you're right. In the last couple of years, uh, the homes that people have been shopping for when they're shopping for median home-priced homes, um, in some cases, they've been higher in price than the conforming loan limits. That means that the buyers have had to use mortgages that are not backed by Fannie and Freddie, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And they're out there. You can definitely, 
Uh, there's more paperwork involved. There's uh, more specific guidelines. Each individual investor gets to decide what they'll buy and what they'll offer and yeah. what their requirements are. So yeah. Fannie and Freddie at least uh, make it more universal. It's uh, those set of guidelines. Many of the other investors will, will mirror that. They'll use some of the same debt-to-income ratio calculations and things like that. Uh, but you know, Fannie and Freddie come with uh, generally lower rates. So. Yeah, so like if somebody wants to do, let's say, uh, an FHA mortgage, and I know the FHA mortgages offer some of the most attractive rates, Brian. They offer some of the uh, most favorable and lenient, let's say, guidelines. Uh, however, uh, FHA mortgages have to be at or below the conforming loan limits. Is that correct? Yeah, so they're they're slightly different. I mean, they're they're always typically lower, but they're, those are based on your actual local location. Uh-huh. So basically, by county throughout the United States, they've they've more specifically offered different uh, FHA loan limits. And that's is over five hundred and forty thousand, I think, for for Washoe County in two thousand twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so having you know conventional loans at six hundred and forty-seven thousand, so big time. And I was thinking about for your listeners here, uh, not only you know people are buying single-family homes, but multifamily homes. They actually extend the limit higher for multifamily. So if you wanted to buy a fourplex, right, you can borrow one point two million dollars and be a conforming loan uh, on a multiplex like that. Wow. Uh, so I think in that our area, I mean, and that goes down. It's like just over a million for a three-unit uh, property. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of those kind of properties out there. I mean, they're there for sure. They don't come up for sale often enough. Yeah. Um, but that that's a lot of flexibility that you can get as an investor in the market right oh, now. Oh, yes. Brian Cushing from Guild Mortgage is our guest today. We're talking about the conforming loan limits, home prices, home values, the median home prices in northern Nevada, what it looks like all across the country. And Brian and I have been talking about how the conforming loan limits, the amount of money that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, two of the quasi-governmental agencies in the real estate world in America, they've raised the limit on the value and the price of the homes that they will back the loans for with Freddie, Fannie Mae, and Freddie Mac. Money as an institution, that kind of answers the question to me, Brian, that many people have had on their minds in the last couple of years. Are home prices going to go down again? Can I wait until home prices come back down before I spend all this money on a home? They're so expensive now. Surely this is a temporary thing. And uh, maybe some people have thought about holding off until prices go down. But when these governmental agencies start talking about raising their limits because prices are going up, I just don't see that happening in the future, really, like like many people would like to see. I think they're accommodating to make financing these more expensive houses easier. Yeah. So... Uh, I, I was just kind of running the numbers from last year. The Fannie Mae loan limit is up 18%, which is pretty much on par with the overall national average is close to 20% increase in the median sales price. Yeah. Our area, I think we, were, we had some stats here, were 535000 for mm-hmm. November. So that means, I mean, for $535,000 home, you can actually do an FHA loan with the minimum down. Uh, you could actually go higher than that and mm-hmm. still put the minimum down. So our conforming loan limits now nationally really – allow for northern Nevada to continue the climb. Our median yeah. price can keep going up to over 650000 and still be a conforming loan. When mm-hmm. first-time homebuyers can put 3% down on that loan product. And sometimes I wonder if that's a good idea or not a good idea, Brian, because like I said, I think that is encouraging higher prices because everybody, is, including these governmental agencies, are in agreement we can go ahead and handle 
transactions at these higher dollar amounts because of you know the adjustments in interest rates, affordability, um, inflation. There are so many things that are pointing the way to higher home prices and the ability of the consumer to handle these higher home prices. Low interest rates makes it a lot easier. For sure. Uh, uh, saving money by not spending so much money on transportation costs because people are doing more work remotely from their homes is allowing people also to spend more money on their homes. Well, what's this, this year is the great resignation, too. So if you don't let me work from home, I'll just quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about the Great Recession, but I've never heard about the Great Resignation. <laughs> uh, that's that's what they're calling it. <laughs> is There's that people right? changing careers. There's uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting time. Um, uh, the, the government's there to try to stabilize. Like yeah. the, the, the HFHA that, that manages Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, they, they work uh, through their industry groups to come up with these uh, on a national level, what's going to be accommodative enough to k keep the growth. Because yeah. our entire economy is based on growth. And GDP you know, it, is growth. That's it. And the American economy has to keep moving forward. It's either grow or die. There's no stable or really stagnant economy in America. It just seems like we are always having to look for a new way to get to that next higher level, Brian. Well, and then we've had setbacks. What, housing prices went down in 2008. Um, there was too many people trying to sell houses and not enough people that could buy them because mm -hmm. they were all wrapped up in the homes that they were trying to sell short, you know, short sell or foreclose yeah. out of. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if prices are going to fall in the future, it's only possible if you have bigger supply. You right. have more homes for sale. There's uh -huh. plenty of homes out there, but the people that have them don't seem to want to let go. It uh, seems like it's going to continue now to me for the next coming years in the foreseeable future, rising home prices, more demand, more recognition of the value of owning a home in America. And I remember back when we had the mortgage meltdown, Brian, in around 2008, 9, 10, 11, and into 12, as prices were tumbling. I think in northern Nevada, prices were cut almost, if not maybe just slightly more than 50% of their all-time highs at that time. And the conforming loan limits did not come down. They stayed right where they are. They froze them. And they got frozen, and now they're going up. So they only go in one direction. That's telling me, if you can buy a home today, pull the trigger. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company, equal housing opportunity. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? 
For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. You know, during the holiday season, I love to think about my family, my friends, all of the good people of northern Nevada. Having come from a very large family, full of kids, to me the holiday season, Christmas is all about kids. That's why I have loved the interactions I've had recently with a great business here in northern Nevada. It's called the Community Services Agency. Why am I talking about them? It's because they have an outstanding head start and early Head Start programs for young children. You know, kids as young as six months, all the way up to five years old, they're learning about life, learning about how to interact with others, learning to be kind, learning to be generous, learning to be strong as citizens of America. These young people, they are our future leaders, and they get their start at Head Start and early Head Start. If they're lucky, they get to be part of the Northern Nevada operation and learning institution at Community Services Agency. This great organization is looking for teachers, and if you've never thought about teaching Head Start, you're going to mind, you probably change your mind when you see all these wonderful kids, these great opportunities with a fantastic atmosphere. You talk about limited pressure, helping young people have breakfast, lunch, an afternoon snack, learning how to play well with others. It's just a great time. Want to find out more? Visit the website, csareno.org, and you or someone you know might decide to contribute to society by helping young people and becoming a teacher at Head Start and Early Head Start programs. One more time, csareno.org. Tell them Peter sent you. With me in the studio today, I have a man who knows a lot about children. He has children of his own. Brian Cushing is with us. He's a senior loan officer at Guild mortgage here in northern Nevada. Brian, I hope you're having a good holiday season and uh, preparing for that big visit from that red-breasted big man with the white beard come the 25th of Christmas. Yeah, well, trying to work out all the, the fine details. We got the big the big things out of the way. Yeah, I heard that Santa Claus is looking at an electric vehicle is that this right? year as a possibility, although he's still going to have Rudolph up front doing the navigating. I always, always wondered how Rudolph got his nose to light up. It must have been, it must be an electric vehicle in there somewhere. You know, I think so, too. I think, see, he was way ahead of his time. Yes. He had a battery-powered nose. That's it. We're all having a great time during the holiday season in northern Nevada, Brian, because we love living here. I mean, after that snow we just got, was Mount Rose like the most beautiful thing you've ever seen? I, you take a look out your window. Oh, finally, a, a white Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I really love it. I'm looking forward to snowshoeing and hiking. Maybe get a chance to do a little bit of downhill skiing. But I know that I'm going to have snow in my play forecast. Brian, we were talking about the home values across the country, the conforming loan limits, how they've gone up. Let's take a look at the stats that we just got yesterday from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. Median home price in Northern Nevada in the winter, right? This is probably the slowest time of the year in Northern Nevada, December, and the median home price is $535,000. You talk about a Christmas gift, right? That's over half a million dollars. That's a lot of money. Somebody's getting a gift. That's a big gift. <laughs> now, you know, what a lot of people don't understand is that, well, maybe four or five years ago, Brian, when interest rates were at five or 6%, 
and you were buying a home that was maybe at that time three hundred or $350,000. If you looked at the final details of your amortization schedule, you were paying well over $535,000 for a home because it really is when you buy a home, it's really the 360 payments, right? Over 30 years, 360 payments, 12 payments a year, 30 years, times, do the math, right? 360 payments. At the end of that, how much money have you paid in to buy this house? Well, with high interest rates, you can start out with a house at $200,000 or $300,000, and at the very end, you'll end up paying $500,000 or $600,000. Yeah, I think it was close to double yeah. what you borrow. Now, when you buy a home for $535,000, and you put apply the same math, it's not quite so far up about that of that purchase price because the interest rates are so low. So it really is a perspective kind of thing, right? How you look at it. The key is, can you afford the monthly house payment? Well, sometimes it's just decide. Got to decide to just get in. Now, yeah. some people are not in the position to get in quite yet. They need mm -hmm. to spend some time saving. Yeah. Uh, start planning now because you know if you want to buy a house, it's got to be. I call it the premeditated process. You got to plan ahead. Yeah. And don't just show up at the open house for the first time and decide, I want this one. Yeah. Brian, you and I have dealt with a lot of first time home buyers, a lot of people that have moved up from a small home to a bigger home in our careers. And um, although we don't have a questionnaire or a survey that we take afterwards about these kinds of questions, the fact is, I would suspect that if we asked most people that are in this home buying process, first time home buyer, move up buyer, is it a little bit of a struggle to do this transaction? Is it a little bit of a struggle to go from this payment to this payment? Is it a little bit of a struggle to manage a bigger house? Is it a bigger struggle typically for most people when they make a move or is it easy? I don't think it's easy. It's just a decision that has to be made. And usually there's a shift that you can make in your budget. Like most people have other bills, like maybe you've got a student loan or a car payment or some credit cards that build up over time. Mm -hmm. When you do sell the house, you've got an influx in funds, so you could technically pay off the car mm -hmm. and then buy that more expensive house. Maybe you get a little better interest rate now, mm -hmm. uh, but you're still probably going to end up with a higher mortgage payment. But if you can think about it in just the, the overall budget, paying <laughs> off the car makes it more affordable to buy the house. Yeah. Yeah, I remember a time, Brian, when I was working with some young first-time home buyers, and they were telling me that <clears throat> they calculated what their costs and payments every month for all the utilities, the home, the food, the miscellaneous costs that they had in their budget, including the new house payment. They came up a little short. And so we looked at their monthly expenses, what they were paying for, and I, I saw a line item for $112 a month, and I asked them what that was for. It was for cable TV. And I talked to them about what the difference is between a desire and a necessity. And we determined jointly that cable TV was not really a necessity. So they cut the cable TV and they started watching DVDs that they might own, free over-the-air television, maybe watching less television. I saw them about a year later and they told me they were so pleased because they were still in their house. The house had appreciated in value. And they were getting so much more done now that they weren't watching television. Well, that's probably the smartest decision they ever made. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes a hardship can actually be a precursor to a good thing coming in your life, don't you think? Yeah, I, I remember unplugging 
from cable TV at one point in time. Uh And yeah, yeah, now I just, there's too much news, too much negativity when you get to a lot of that stuff. So yeah, better, better quality of life. You know, in my day when I was a young man, the National Enquirer gave me all of the drama and (laughs) stress that I needed at the checkout line. Now, most media has a fair amount of National Enquirer content. And for the young people that don't know what National Enquirer is, Ian, do you know what National Enquirer is? He's over there shaking his head. He agrees with me with everything. He likes me. Truth is, many young people don't know that the man, National Enquirer was a tabloid that talked all about the negative things that people had done, and it was there waiting for you at the grocery store checkout. You know, you'd lose your appetite <laughs> as you're giving your money. But it, it's so funny. It was all, like, funny. It was so outrageous. It's funny. Now the media is loaded with outrageousness in many cases, Brian, because there's a lot of media going around. Everybody wants attention, and some people have had enough. They're ready to get back to the basics of life. What can be more basic than buying your own home and taking care of your own home? It's a great feeling, isn't it? Yeah, well, there's lots of projects, too. <laughs> Keep you busy. <laughs> hey, you're not supposed to talk about my complaining about the yard work. Hey, well, I love the yard work, but it, it does get some time over-consuming. But, you know, when you look at the alternatives, um, I love what I'm doing in my backyard in my house. Median home price, again, $535,000. Brian, there were not that many closed deals here in northern Nevada over the course of the last reporting period from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. It tells me that there were 533 closed deals in the Reno Sparks area. Now, the population of Reno Sparks is somewhere in the neighborhood, I believe, about half a million people. That's not a lot of transactions for that many people. Uh, do you think it's a matter of not enough desire or not enough properties? Uh, well, I mean, it's back to the supply and demand. If you're, if you can get five hundred thirty-five thousand for a house that maybe was half that a couple of years ago, what's the motivator? What's going to force you to sell? Like you got to want to sell that house to put that inventory on the market, but mm-hmm. then where do you go? Right, you have to want to essentially move up move out or move down. And I know very few people that are thinking about moving down when they're selling a home for half a million dollars. So it's either move up or move down. I would imagine that when we look at this report, it says 533 closed sales in the last 30 days in northern Nevada, Reno Sparks specifically. Uh, That includes all kinds of homes, right? Uh, Low-end price homes, high-end price homes, a little bit. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they they take the median. It's That's just, you know, half of the homes sold for more and half the whole sums... Half the homes sold for less. So we had about 257 that sold for more and about 257 that sold for less than $530,000. When I was in the mortgage lending business, it typically took about a month, maybe two months, once you put your home for sale, for somebody to make an offer that you like, that you would accept, and then you go into contract and you start the deal. Now it's a lot faster. Well, I mean, 17 days this last month is the number of days it took to get a contract in place, which that seems so fast, but that's 143% more than a year ago. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? So last year, we were probably around 10, 11, 12 days. Less than that. Nine (coughs) days. Yeah. Crazy. It's crazy, but still it's going fast. And if anything, it just tells us that the the pace of activity has slowed down just slightly over the course of the last year, Uh, but still lot of um, demand when you have that fast of a days to contract. And I remember too, Brian, when homes were selling for 101% or even 102% or more. 
of what the sellers were asking because people were stepping forward offering more money than the sales price because they knew the competition was going to be heavy and that's what everybody else was doing. Over 100% of the asking prices with the transactions were closing for. Thank God it's backed off substantially. Where are we now? 99.9%. Oh, 99.9%. <laughs> well, thank God for that 0.1% because little, people little are starting to get good deals. Well, sometimes that makes you just feel a little bit better. You got a little <laughs> bit less than what they asked Yeah. When you, from the buyer's perspective. Yeah, but essentially it's about like it was last year. It's flat from last year. Essentially full price people are getting for the homes that they put on the market because when they put them on the market – they're probably using really smart and savvy real estate professionals, Brian. They know what the homes are selling for around the area. They know what the demand is looking like. And really, if that number, list price received, is at 100%, then you know that it was priced right and the buyer knew what they were buying. So all parties should have gotten a good deal. I have a gent who uh, visits me periodically. He's in the construction business, so he's always talking about sold per square foot. How do the prices compare when you're looking at square footage? Because I remember when it costs more to build a home than to buy a home, same home, during the mortgage recession. Now it's different. Now, if you want to build a home, it's going to be priced pretty close to what you're going to pay for it. So what does it cost on a square footage basis, Brian, when somebody wants to Buy a home based on square footage. Well, this last month it was $306 a square foot, but what stands out to me is 26.4% increase from a year ago. Yeah. 26%. So that <laughs> uh, there's inflation for you right there. Yes, the magic I word. Up 26% for the same home based on square footage. Again, demand is high and people know it. They're willing to pay more. I think, Brian, maybe up until five years ago, buying home was a bargain. I think people discovered the bargain, and that's what's happening now. More and more people want to buy those homes. The people that want to keep their homes want to stay in them. Look at the new listings. How many new listings are coming on board in the next month? If there was a big demand of people wanting to sell their homes, prices would be low. Those listings are low. In fact, Brian, I'm looking here right now, 370 new listings. That's down almost 7% from last year. Many of those people that are in their homes probably did a mortgage with you, Brian. They like the mortgage so much. They like the home so much. They want to stay in there. Well, it's going to be hard to sell another 533 homes the month of December if we only had three, 370 coming on the market. It's, an, it's not easy math, yes. So um, people are doing shopping out there, and they're probably giving up on a home for December, may, many of them. But if you're lucky enough to find the right deal – there's going to be 370, more or less, to choose from here in northern Nevada. And when we talk about how many months of inventory we have available based upon sales trends, um, in a typical market, Brian, I had heard that there were typically 60 to 90, maybe even 180 days worth of inventory available to look from. What's Where are we at now? Well, I mean, that's uh, kind of what I'm getting at. It's just less than one month. Less than a month's worth of inventory. <laughs> it's not even enough to... Well, you can't blink or you might miss it. If you see a house that you like today and you decide, I'm going to make an offer on that in about 25 days, when you get back 25 days, it's gone. That's really what it means. Oh, yeah. Homes are moving that fast. There's not a lot of inventory. If you're thinking about buying a home, you may want to talk to a mortgage professional right now, and I recommend you talk to Brian Cushing from the Guild Mortgage Team. Brian, you've got a great team there, and uh, I know that because I talk to your team often it's, uh, it's more than a one-man band operation in the mortgage world now. A lot of complexities. 
Well, yeah, we. I mean, it's it's a divide and conquer type situation. I mean, you've got a lot of. Well, we just talked about the speed of everything's happening. I mean, yeah. you can't wait more than a few hours from when a deal gets put together. Gets you, you ink the the offer and acceptance. Mm-hmm. You got to get the loan started, and yeah, you know, the expectation is it's going to close in thirty days. Sometimes it give a little. Sometimes it's less. Yeah. Uh, well, especially at the end of the year. Some, sometimes the motivation is just to get it done by by year end. When I was a little boy, I went to a very small school. I remember in first and second grade, we had to eat our lunch in 20 minutes because 20 minutes later, the third and fourth graders came in. <laughs> so you better eat your lunch when you can, I was told, because if you don't eat your lunch by the time the clock gets here, no lunch for you today. And I experienced that once or twice when I was late. Never again, late for dinner, late for lunch. Don't be late on your real estate transaction. Talk to Brian Cushing from Gill Mortgage. Brian, I'm glad you're here with us today. Sherry Hill is going to be joining us in a few minutes. But in case anybody wants to reach you and talk about getting started, what's the best way? Well, they can check out our website at homeloansreno.com or give us a call at 775-453-0345. We look forward to helping you. Yeah, Brian, enjoy talking with you, enjoy working with you. All of your contact information is on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. Sherry Hill is joining us next back after this. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Guild Mortgage Company. Equal housing opportunity. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. While the kids are in our care at Early Head Start, our parents are able to maintain a job, go back to school, do whatever they need to do to support their family. Hi, my name is Miss Camilla. I work for Early Head Start. I am in the baby room. I absolutely love it. I love working with the babies. They are newborns to one-year-olds and it's just very, very heartwarming. If you want a great job and love kids, come see us at Head Start and Early Head Start. Enjoying my time on the radio today talking with Brian Cushing from Guild Mortgage and Sherry Hill from Sage International. I was looking at the Wall Street Journal yesterday. I love to read that newspaper. And one of their headlines says, Millennials Power the Housing Market. Moving from renting to owning a generation is likely to bolster demand for years. It was a great story. And it talks about people that have uh, thought that millennials were one way, and maybe they were at one time, like to move around, like to adventure their lives rather than buy their lives with stuff. But that obviously has changed in the last couple of years. And it looks like from all statistics, especially those coming from a company called CoreLogic, they're all pointing to the same thing. We're in a housing market that's going to continue to grow not just today and tomorrow, but probably for years to come. Because this millennial market, people born from 1990, I'm sorry, people born from 1981 all the way up until 1995 are considered 
part of the millennial generation. And instead of deciding not to buy homes like many people thought they would do because of their lifestyles, no, no, they're actually really driving the home buying process in the world. In fact, millennials have made up over 60% of all transactions of first-time home purchases purchase applications. In fact, 67%, that's quite a bit, 37% of repeat purchase applications in the first eight months of 2021 were to individuals from the millennial generation. So many things to look at. You know, the uh, the fact is, because interest rates are so low, they're actually many people finding that the home ownership process of their lives is easier than they thought. You know, back in, uh, in uh, oh, the old days, a typical single-family home, uh, you needed about seven, about 23% of your income back in the 90s, 23% of your income to pay for your home mortgage in general. Now it's down to 17% of the median family income. This is in the third quarter of 2021, this year. That's what the people from CoreLogic are telling us. Home ownership, home values, home prices probably continue to go up. Stay tuned to Nevada Real Estate Radio. We'll be back with Sherry Hill from Sage International and Brian Cushing from Guild Mortgage after this. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Hi, this is Sherry Hill with Sage International, Inc. Merry Christmas. Natakwa. Natakwa News, the original, entertaining, informative, and historic publication. Natakwa News is a community newspaper with good news, history, travel, and fun. Natakwa News. Pick up your copy today. Hey, we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning into our show today. It was snowing when I left my house today, and I got passed by a monster vehicle. I mean, the snow was flying. I got my wipers where I can hardly even see. All I saw was the tail end. There were these bells and tails of reindeer. Strange, strange kind of thing. Sherry Hill is with us. Sherry, have you seen any reindeer flying around on your way to work in the mornings? No. You have not. <laughs> Well, have you been to uh, one of the bars that's in Midtown? No. No, 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 no actually, I have. You yeah, have, yeah. I no. was. Yeah. I see a lot of festivities <laughs> in the air, a lot of happy people. I'll tell you, I live in a neighborhood where people truly are in competition for Christmas decorations, and this year it's going to be a monster. There are so many new Christmas decorations, so many new cool displays. And I see a lot more patriotism in some of these displays, too. Santa Claus carrying a, a U.S. flag. This is the first time I've ever seen one. Well, there's, there's always a good question. How do you know when you have too many inflatables in your front yard? Uh, tell me. Do you have any? I don't have any. Oh, then good. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? One is too many. <laughs> you know, after all that holiday cookie and candy season, I get a bit of an inflatable feeling myself. If we had an inflatable, it'd probably be in Utah by now. So. Yeah, a lot of wind. <laughs> Sherry Hill, the prices are going up on homes. The conforming loan limits by Freddie and Fannie, they're raising them because they know prices are going up. Inflation is kicking in. I know that. 
People are paying more for employees now than ever before. The minimum wages have gone up. People that I've talked to in the past, anyway, have said to me, Peter, maybe we should wait to buy a home until prices go down. Maybe this is just a blip and things are going to settle down again and then it'll be back to our level. Brian and I were talking earlier about how it doesn't appear that that's going on. It got me to thinking. Something's got to be fueling all this energy. It's got to be business, commerce, people buying things, selling things. You interact with business owners and business entities from all across the country. Is that what we're feeling right now? Is it like that elsewhere? Well, I know that people are investing all over the country, and so that seems to be a huge chunk of the business that I'm dealing with today. And it's all these folks from you know, the West or the East Coast that are investing in the Midwest. The Midwest, yeah. And they're not buying one property, they're buying seven and or why, duplexes by the numbers. Is it and, because the, the values are so different? Is that correct. The, yeah? Yeah. So it's because the, you can get so much more real estate. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are investing in multifamily properties. I'm seeing, you mm-hmm. know, apartments and triplexes and quad fourplexes and so it's really kind of an interesting trend it's not really the single family home because they're maxed out so people are investing in multifamily uh, for true uh, you know cash flow yeah you can get cash flow and it's also in in many cases uh, a new way of life that people are accepting uh, for themselves if they haven't lived in a multifamily before uh, and new opportunities Young people I'm talking about. When I was Well, a young... wait a minute. Hmm? One of my clients, 85 years old, he says he's ready to start investing. He's a new investor at 85 <laughs> years old. I was, I was blown away. He's going to actually buy a, a duplex or a triplex. He's going to live in one and rent out the other two. So I need people to understand you don't have to invest in your 20s and 30s. He's ready to start right now at age 85. Hey, let me tell you what I think is coming up next for this gent. I've never met him, but I got to tell you, I bet he's going to get married pretty soon. <laughs> My gosh, he's going to be a great catch. 85 years old, new with real estate. Mm-hmm. That's that's really fantastic. I, you know, I think that people's age, uh, it needs to be kind of recalculated, right? People aren't old anymore at 85. They're doing new things. They're traveling. They're going out to outer space, I believe. William Shatner was not too long orbiting the Earth, right? Correct. And uh, real estate, really, it's kind of invigorating. It kind of, maybe it's the fountain of youth, Sherry Hill, that business owners and the business world needs. Uh, There's a new feeling when you acquire a new piece of real estate that it's hard to explain. It really is because suddenly you are a substantial person when you own real estate. That's how I feel. Well, and he can afford it now, and he's building into really uh you know his retirement right yeah and so and helps pass on some to his child you suppose he did one of those things brian and i were talking about earlier to save money you know you want to be able to move on with your future buy real estate maybe you got to cut something out of the life we were talking about cutting cable out of your life at 115 dollars a month brian if he cut his cable 30 years ago he probably bought his Who house. Who pays cable for 115 <laughs> It's like 220 Wow. Now you can just get the internet version of it. Just right? All I'm just saying. No, it's you're, just... You know, you're right. You're right. I didn't know they had a price increase, but that, that's not surprising. So uh, starting a business is still a positive thing in America, Sherry Hill. In fact, I'm hearing that more and more people are starting businesses, it seems like, than ever before because of the economic situation we've been in in the past 
couple of years, the virus, the COVID, the politics, the elections. It, it's hard to have stability in the world nowadays. When you own your own real estate or own your own business, I have a feeling that it's maybe a little bit more stable. What do you think? Well, the fact that the trend is more and more people are starting their own businesses as solopreneurs. Solopreneurs. Right? So it's not like they're going out and opening a restaurant or a manufacturing facility or whatever. A lot of people are taking what they know, what they've learned, their skills, their talents, and they're saying, look, if I can give it to this one company, why can't I sell my services to three others? Mm -hmm. So doing a lot of that kind of work as well. It's nice to have uh, interactions with people that are confident about the world, confident about themselves. When you launch a business, you can stay in a business. You have to have full confidence of yourself, of the future, of the power that your business has. Well, besides that, you also need a customer. A customer. <laughs> details, that details. Would be number one. <laughs> you're going to need a couple of those. <laughs> right? Brian, when you're doing a mortgage for a uh, W-2 employee, somebody who works at a grocery store, let's say cashier, whatever they do, they get paid hourly, they get a check every couple of weeks, uh, pretty simple the way their income process goes. They have a fixed income basically by the end of the year because they work the same hours. Uh, then you have somebody like one of Sherry's clients come in. They just uh, started a business a few years ago. They've got a couple of locations. They have 30 employees. When it comes to do a mortgage, is one more difficult than the other? Well, so stable is probably the best word we can use. So the W-2, they give you a stable paycheck. Mm -hmm. You show up every every week and they keep paying you. Yeah. Uh, you could show up as much as you want at your own business. If no one, if you don't find those customers to pay you, then you're not, it's going to be hard to keep the lights on. I used to call that the side hustle. So everybody would have their, their main thing and yeah. then they would have their side hustle going on with, you know, whatever that might be. Maybe it's selling something on eBay mm -hmm. or whatever. Uh, a lot of people have shifted to that's, that's just the hustle. That's now the the hustle. Yeah, yeah, and that solarpreneur. I mean, that's that's a popular thing, and you know, the planning ahead is really the key when it comes to real estate financing. You've got to have a couple years under your belt. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. So it's it's uh, if you've got rental properties and you've had a couple years of rental properties, that's like your part time job. That might be your side hustle. Yeah, and then you know, I have friends of mine that have quit their job or they've parted ways with their employer and they've decided that they're just going to make that side hustle their main focus. Yeah. One, one thing I want to jump in on, something else I'm seeing, which is interesting, is you'll have people who are coming into a second marriage. So let's say the husband owned the business all these years. Now the wife, the new wife, has worked for the company for a year or so, but she's not getting a paycheck. Now she has a really hard time going out and buying a vehicle or even participating in a refi on a house. So... That's one of the things I always look at is what I call that trailing spouse or second spouse is you need to get on payroll so you start building your credit, your ability, because what happens if something happens to the main breadwinner, you're, a, you're in a financial mess. Well, a lot of the owners or the spouses of owners do a lot of the elbow work or the, what is, you know, the tough work, mm -hmm. but don't, don't always get recognized in the compensation end, um, hopefully things stabilize, this income, this business grows, and then you can have people on payroll and have that consistent. But what we, what I've seen in the past is when things do have a hiccup, those are the first people that, you know, maybe their pay gets cut, but they keep working. Right, so, right. 
But I'm just saying, when, when you're in business, I mean, you have to pay yourself. And it's not because you just need it. It's because of, you know, what Brian's talking about. You want to build for a future and you want to be able to qualify mm-hmm. to own your own home or do whatever. And be, it's all around the credit, right? Yeah. Well, there's yeah. also savings. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that pay can be turned into a 401k contribution, too. Sherry, I've been studying the Social Security Administration and their benefits that they provide to seniors in America. Reason, I have a lot of friends who are becoming seniors, and I'm going to be a senior citizen somewhere down the road myself. But one of the things I learned is that your Social Security benefits are based upon how much money you earn throughout your lifetime. And the last five years of your employment are really the most critical. That's when you want to be earning the highest amount of money possible because once you start getting your benefits, when you retire, those last few years are going to make a big difference in what your future life and maybe the life of your family is going to look like. So I encourage people to earn as much money as they can all the way to retirement. And if you own own your own business, all the more reason, right? Many businesses, business owners I've heard of, Sherry, in the past, they've pocketed cash not wanting to report it, thinking that they're ahead because they've got money that's unreported, undocumented. And then what happens five years, ten years when they go to sell the business and they tell the prospective buyer about all this money that you can make if you buy my business? Where are the records? Yeah, that, that becomes a real issue. And they actually shoot themselves in the foot when they do that. If the goal is to eventually exit your business by selling it, you want to have a nice fat balance sheet profit loss statement that shows that not only does the business have value but it can afford to pay you and anyone that's working for you yeah right because yeah. That, if i was going to buy a bit i want to know is it going to support my lifestyle i can always do lots of things to increase the profit through marketing or whatever to grow the business but i want to know if it'll sustain me now that's right a business is many times like an entity of itself and it has to have a life and it has to have value and it has to provide good value to everybody that is related to that business. And in today's hot real estate market, Sherry, a lot of people are going into business, into the real estate business. How are they doing that? Well, a lot of people are still getting their real estate license. <laughs> and so, <laughs> which so is, one, I find interesting. They're becoming realtors. Okay, they're that's becoming one. realtors. Yeah. Uh, certainly be uh, through investing, and I'm seeing a lot of people partnering up. So best buds are now each pooling their funds and going and investing together. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's three or four people. It just really depends. You know, that old adage, you know, other people's money, it really accelerates when you pool funds with people that you know, like, and trust. Of course, there are, you know, things that have to be in place. Mm-hmm. Um, documentation-wise to really solidify that relationship. So. I know I know a fellow that's got 10 investment properties. He's an older gent. He's running himself ragged trying to keep up with them because he's, he's his own investment manager, but he's made a pretty good living and has a pretty good retirement set. But he could have gone another way, right? Instead of owning 10 properties on his own, he could have teamed up with three other buddies, and they could own 50 properties together, more together than they could alone and they'd use their resources and their education and their knowledge and experience and wisdom to make a big success of it, Sherry Hill. I still believe America is the world and the country of business, and that's what makes things rock for us. I'm glad you're with us today. 
and uh, helping us wrap out the year as we move into the hot 2022 real estate and business world. Do you have any thoughts for our listeners who are looking around the corner already, thinking about how to make 2022 a great year for them? Well, stay the course or hold fast, right? We have no idea what's going to happen next year as far as inflation and values and everything. Taxes, uh, you know, that's the big concern right now with a lot of my clients is about this administration's uh, grand desire to raise everybody's taxes, and I mean everybody. So that's what I'm on the lookout for, and as soon as I find out more, I'll be back. All right. Well, I know that when it comes down to it, fiscal responsibility is within us all, not just if you're a business owner, but just to take care of yourself and your family. We must take care of our business situations, and many people's number one business situation is the home ownership, their rent, their housing costs. That's why Brian Cushion has been with us today, helping people accomplish their dreams of home ownership. It's all about mortgage loans, right, Brian? Buying a home with as little money as possible. If you can keep your cash, you're always going to be in a better position. Well, at low interest rates, it's sure a better deal than you know, if you. What was the last inflation number I saw was over eight percent for some We're of almost the, at nine percent on the yeah. on the producer yeah. side so yeah, yeah that inflation i mean so if you had a fixed rate mortgage at three percent and the, everything else is costing nine percent more you're why why own the house the house will continue to appreciate and you're yeah. you're borrowed the money at three percent yeah right. you're more concerned with filling the pantry in your new kitchen exactly <laughs> take advantage of the opportunities <laughs> Talk to Sherry Hill from Sage International. You can get all of her contact information on our website, but it's Sherry at SageIntl.com. Did I get it right? You I did. did. I did. Thank you. Will people will be reaching out to you? And Brian Cushing from Guild Mortgage. And Brian's contact information is on our website, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. But let me tell you, the best for Brian, HomeLoansReno.com. That's it. Brian, thanks for being with us today, and I hope you have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, all that good stuff as we move into the funnest time of the year. Yeah, appreciate it. Well, we're ready for rock and roll for 2022. I'm right. ready to go to your ugly sweater party. I'm wait excited about that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Ugly sweater? You're having an ugly sweater party, Brian? I've got some ugly ones. <laughs> cool. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in as well. We will be back. Next week, same time, same station. Tell your friends and family to tune in too. We'll have an update on the new year. 2022 is coming right around the corner, and we want you to pull the trigger on a great deal if you're looking to buy or sell real estate. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. You have been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. Next time on the Sherry Hill Show. Bill Gerard, founder of Plan Grow Lead LLC, based here in Reno, Nevada, is a professional EOS implementer, only one of 400 in the world. Tune in to The Sherry Hill Show Monday at 1130 a.m.